one. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Level With You show. It is a video game podcast where we get together every week and talk about, you guessed it, video games. My name is Wiley Olmstead, and today I am joined by Kenny Castro. Hey, what's up, guys? Anthony Dewart. I have bad posture. And my man over there, Tyler Hadley. I am the Domino King. Okay, right. that's not the... So, <laughs> this weekend... And not the pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> they are good, though, because they put garlic on the crust. Ooh, and I do garlic like crust. They really did improve once they, they started doing that. Yes. yes. I see. I'm glad you agree, because most yes. people are like, I like the garlic. It, it, it still destroy my, destroys my stomach. Oh, but yeah, I, I, I love eating it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. and I eat, I eat three slices, and then I don't feel bad. Mm, nah, I, I, finish, I finish a box. And then <laughs> and because those pizzas, like, you get a medium, it's like, what, they're they're seven, like eight? Small, you can Yeah, you certainly can. I'm like, this is a personal size. It is. Like, Any no. other place would be a personal size. So we had a uh, very fun barbecue at Kenny's place on Saturday. Thanks for hosting. Thank you. Thank you for he coming. On the grill for a straight like four hours. <laughs> <laughs> as, I, as I could tell you, people are piecing together the day for me. Yes. Because by the time you guys showed up, I, I recollect moments and pieces. Of what happened. Yeah, you uh, got day. a little rowdy there. I, I guess I was. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm pretty day. sure there might be a video on Tyler's phone of me extremely rowdy on the yeah. domino oh, table. Yeah. Let's roll that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Play that clip here. Stay tuned. Maybe it'd be at the end of the show. I don't know. It's up to Tyler. <laughs> I, hope it, I hope it's just Kenny walking around the yard going, I was... I, I, don't, I don't know what I was saying, but I was sitting at the domino table and I was just being belligerent <laughs> and loud. And all I saw was Tyler recording. You were, and I wasn't stopping. I was you're honestly rent. making me a little uncomfortable. Let's see, like, hey, what? It's Mortal Kombat, huh? <laughs> there were a couple times where I suggested it. Let's go inside and settle this. <laughs> okay. no. I bet you Kenny was like, "Let's hey, more Sub Zero. Let's go." If he did, I don't remember at all. Yeah, you well, could have you could have came in here and said that you beat me in MK, and I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs> and I was like, "When the fuck did that happen?" He was trying I, to take advantage of you. I did beat you as Can Jam in Can Jam a couple times, as I said. Yes, I remember Despite that. Despite your incessant cheating. My, what you mean? <laughs> I don't remember cheating. I remember my partner sucking. Yeah, Rob, I'm talking oh about God. you. <laughs> uh, I'm bad at physical sports. Yeah, well, I think you could have been better at Kenny on you, Sunday. That, yeah, <laughs> I was on Sunday, not Saturday. That's great. And yeah. I mowed my lawn instead, and I was really tired, and then went grocery shopping. Sounds like a it sucked. Less I <laughs> should have been at the barbecue. Yeah, you totally should have. Mm-hmm. I would have had good food and not had my hands all hurt now. But it's good because I mowed the lawn. We have a push mower. A lot of work. It was a good workout. Yeah, I've I'll, never actually used one without a motor. Like, what's it like? It had like a. It did. I found this out later that it had a little uh, motor on the side, and I was like, oh, I wonder what this little lever on the side for the turtle and the rabbit means. And I was like, I'll figure it out later. Turns out that's the thing that uh, pushes it for you. Oh wow! So it would have been a lot less work. But it's, oh jeez, it's a good workout. That's I need it. I'm getting newbie mistake. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I just left the basement. I got to grow into it. I got to grow I like into. That they're it. already putting you to work at the mm-hmm. new house with like, all right, it's your day to mow the lawn. Uh, yeah, no I was like, I was like, I'll take it first so that way I don't have to worry about it for another four weeks, and then. Oh, okay, there's four of you. Yeah, so I'll be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this first. I'm gonna select myself, and then uh, hopefully I won't have to for another four weeks unless one of the girls decides to be a bitch about it. But I don't think they will. <laughs> hopefully. All right, so we are a weekly video game podcast. You can find us every Wednesday on uh, YouTube as well as podcast services. We're on iTunes. We're on Podcast Addict. We're on Spotify. If you could leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. Positive ones, especially. It really um, helps the boys out. It really helps us out, yes. Every um, day's a waking nightmare. And please, leave a comment in the uh, YouTube video with questions, and you'll be read on the air next week for our mailbag segment. Or you can 
message us or however you want to get in touch. But we'd love to feature you. Okay, guys, so what we've been playing. I know that you got the new Kill a Kill game. I ditched uh, the party halfway through Friday because I wanted to play <laughs> Kill a Kill so bad. I know the feeling. But uh, it, it, was, it was fun. Uh, Kenny and I played our first round. The only thing that was kind of annoying was... Uh, I don't like, it, it's kind of annoying when a game you start off right away, you're like, ah, right, cool, I got me and my friend are here, we're going to play, it's a nice fighting game, but then it's like, oh, you got to play through the first episode of story mode before you can, can do multiplayer? play multiplayer. That's yeah, stupid. that's what it did, but uh, we, we were, being both fans of the series, we were just like, oh, wow, they did it, the presentation's awesome, it's just like, Arc System Works has a way of nailing their like anime aesthetic, or mm-hmm. pretty much emulating it from like their other series, there's... Blaze Blue they worked on, which is amazing. Uh, Guilty Gear, Exert, or the newer ones, which just nail that style. Do they do Dragon Ball? They did, yep. And they also did Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is, oh my god, the aesthetics in that game. Amazing. Dragon Ball Fighters. Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, they, <laughs> Fighters, they, they, Fighters Z. They also did the Persona 4 Arena. And they did, yep, Persona 4 Arena. They uh, have that, uh, have you seen that, the actual arcade cabinet around one yet? No. They have, uh, it's all Japanese, which is crazy, but they have the Persona 4 Arena at this local arcade. It's crazy. Oh, wow. So what what kind of game is it? Give people some background. It's, uh, it's like a I want to say it's, it's a 3D fighter, but the uh, it's a 3D fighter in like a open arena space. But imagine using like the you, you know if you can equate to like Dragon Ball Fighter Z like character sprites or models um, running around, and it's all kind of like stilted animation, but it looks good. It's very frame by frame, so you can tell which pose and what the character is doing. Mm-hmm. But it's not like super fluid. Nothing's like very smoothed out. It's very choppy, but it works very well because I think with the style that they're trying to emulate, it goes. It goes how together. Many, how many characters are there? Right now, I've only unlocked. There's not many characters, but you can choose different modes for them. Like the main character, halfway through the series, spoilers, she gets a dual blade, so you can switch between like a second character. You can hover over her icon, and you could be like, "Oh, Ryoko normal," or "Ryoko dual wield." Okay. And you can do that with a couple characters with their different forms. How is the story mode? It's great. It's uh, a nice. It's a new take on the series. If anyone's seen Kill a Kill, it kind of deviates halfway through the uh, main series it's like I forget episode like maybe 10 or so it kind of like goes a different path of um, the actual events that took place and I'm only maybe like six or seven fights into it but maybe the fourth you think it's like the third or fourth fight they put you in is it's like okay here's you and now there's two other guys you have to kill or you have to like beat mm-hmm. so I have fun doing that and at first I was like oh okay and I got totally wrecked and then the second try was a little bit better because you know it was just not just like don't go in and button mash you can guard you know you've got this other chick over there shooting lasers at you but you can only target one person at a time you can't switch targets unless you disengage run around and like try to focus your attacks on the other person okay. it was a little annoying but it was pretty cool it's a nice concept nice so what are the button inputs like is it like a very intensive like button memorization thing or is it more like smash and dragon ball fighters it's a little in between because you can memorize the combos pretty easily because it's like you get your standard like xxy like I think Y is all ranged, X is close range. If you hold L uh, and the one combination of like Y, X, or A, I have it on the Switch, um, you do one of your specials, and your specials go from like close range to long range, and then there's one where you can just do like, it's an interrupter, like a counter special. So mm-hmm. if they're trying to attack you, you can like shoot that off and it'll disrupt them and you'll get like a damage bonus. Nice. Yeah. Did you play any of this the other night? Yeah, yeah. I did. Um, <clears throat> In the style of the fighter and the 3D, you know, fighting style, it reminded me of My Hero Wants Justice. Yeah. In that sense that mm-hmm. you were kind of over the back left shoulder of one character, kind of, and just looking kind of diagonal to so the... how do they do that in multiplayer? Multiplayer is still like that, you know? So is it split screen? Nope. It's nope. like whoever's closer to the camera yeah. is like who it focuses on, but it can switch at any time. Yeah, it'll switch, it'll switch back and forth between who's closest to the camera. 
But it, I, honestly, at no point in time did I feel like it, it really bothered that one fight we had. Because we didn't really play too much against each other. Mm. I, th- I did the first episode of the story before we hopped in. So that was decent. Greatly animated. And we hopped in, and it was very fun, I'll tell you. Um, I, w- I was drinking, so I was kind of struggling. With, just because I had to come he, back, it's okay. You know, <laughs> I, I had to had a, had a throw an excuse in there. <laughs> um, but he did make the comeback and beat me, but it was fun. I liked it. I actually, IGN reviewed it horrible, and I don't think it deserved the 5.3 that they gave it. Yeah, but it's been getting, it's been mixed. I've heard some mm-hmm. positive stuff too. Um, yep. I listened to the Bombcast last week. Uh, ben Pack was pretty positive on it, so that gave, that made me uh, intrigued to give it a try. And you know, it's just one man's opinion. It's not exactly. everybody at IGN. Yeah. I could see I could see somebody who's like coming in, say, from like a fan of the series, a fan of Kill a Kill, versus like say a fan of like, oh, I love Blaze Blue, and like they've done Dragon Ball Fighter Z, but I haven't watched any of Kill a Kill. Like coming in to play it. Whereas the Kill a Kill fan will be like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Or like how we were on the couch where they did such a great job of replicating the scenes from the anime already played out like in their style. It was like, oh, this is great. And then their own story, which is amazing in the way they model the characters and the actions. Whereas somebody who comes in from like just, you know, on aesthetics alone or their past games, I'm like, oh, it's a new fighting game by this studio that I really like their fighting games. And then jumping in and being like, oh, well, I got to play story mode first. Okay, well, I'll do that. And then being like, okay, well, I don't know any of these characters. Why are they talking so much? I think the first, the opening is like maybe 10 minutes of cutscenes. Oh, yeah, completely. It, it's a lot of cutscene at first. So somebody being like, well, okay, all right. Uh, I, I didn't read the reviews, so I don't know if they were actually like, you know, newcomers or not. But Yeah, I, but I could definitely see it being like a big turnoff for people who aren't fans of Kill a Kill. Like okay. popping in and being like, oh, what is this? Oh, this is an anime game. I just got to sit and watch cutscenes for four hours. So Which they, a lot of it is cutscenes. Like a lot of the story mode is just you're going to be sitting there watching. Hmm. Because it's like another episode. Does it have anything beyond cutscene? I mean, beyond the story mode for single player play? There's a bunch of different scenarios for single player. Other than that, there's like free battle. I'm hoping they'll put some more modes in and characters with DLC. I know Nintendo's been really good with, you know, giving out free DLC for certain games like Splatoon or. Um, I know Smash hasn't gotten many free updates, but. Yeah, they make you pay for that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. I mean, it'd be pretty cool just to even see what they would do for DLC. Because, I mean, it is a series that only lasts like. I think it's like. 24, 25 24, episodes? 24 episodes. 24 episodes. Yeah. And that's it. That's like, it ends. It wraps everything up. But this is like being touted as like, oh, if, like, what if scenario. So mm-hmm. it's like, they tout it as being promoted as like another episode or another scenario, like with supervised by the studio who animated the show, Trigger. So okay. it's being thrown for that. So if you like the game, or if you like the series, you like the game. You know um, you know who I, who I would like as a, as a DLC character in that game? Who? The dad. Oh yeah, that would be cool. And have dad. him, yeah, have him. <laughs> dad. Dad. Yeah, I, I forget, I forget his name, but like uh, Professor Matoy, Professor, yeah. Professor yeah, yeah, Matoy, yeah. have him with the scissor blade. That would be pretty cool. I think that'd be dope. And the guy in the cave, him, the, the new um, speech guy with the and, guns, and then the other one oh, I would say like the real dad, the real dad. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the stepfather guy or what, the, the the father to the other girl. They're, the, no, that's they're both fathers. No. Yeah. The, no, I'm talking about so the father that. The main character lives with. Oh no 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 not him no no no. Oh, oh the yeah, professor yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. Oh no. The, oh you the, mean the the, the, the foster the, the foster dad like. Yeah yeah yeah. That, yeah. That, Kenny was talking about the her real dad. Yeah yeah. I, yeah. I was talking about the foster dad. Yeah the, the doctor guy right. Marco's I mean, dad. Yep. Yeah. The fat guy. Yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah. awesome. He is. He'd be awesome, great. But I, he <laughs> that's would, what I was like. Yeah. Dad. Like, I, I want he's him. Not, He'd be cool. Right. 
That'd be really sweet. I, I would take her best friend, but after she gets the... Yeah, she gets the... Oh, the, yeah. The, the Jojo knockoff outfit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that was sweet. That was awesome. I would take her as a DLC like as well. the ballistic like, cap and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. she had the big old cap and the baseball bat. Yep. Ah, so good. You got to check out the anime, Wiley. Yeah, I will. It's, on, it's on it. high on the priority list. Um, after getting married and stuff. That's, yeah. Important <laughs> hey, things first. Yeah. It's you got to watch the anime. It, it's, it's a quick one. Just watch it while you're walking down the aisle. Exactly. Multicast. That's what Google Glass is for. Oh, man. All right, so that's Kill a Kill. That's a $60 game? Yeah, it was 60 Okay, well. Man, I would recommend probably waiting a little bit, but I, I wanted it really bad. I hear you. I hear you. I went in to get a Digivice Tamagotchi and walked out with Kill a Kill. They get so, you like that. Um, can we move on from that? Did, Tyler, did you want to add anything to the Kill a Kill discussion? No, I didn't really play it at all, so... I did really like your reaction when you walked in the room uh, for downstairs when you saw me and Kenny playing it because I was playing as this huge, like, armored buff ninja guy and Kenny was playing as, like, the main character and Tyler just walks in and goes, whoa, the size differences! Because the characters are <laughs> crazy different in size. Yeah, this is, <laughs> what is this? It's super ridiculous. It was awesome. That's funny. That's a little highlight. So I started a game this week. Um, super not relevant, but... Uh, I picked it up. I think we mentioned it on the show. It was on sale for six bucks uh, about a month ago. Star Wars Battlefront Two. This is a game when it came out, got all types of shit because of its uh, terrible monetization with its leveling up and its loot boxes. <laughs> yeah, and its loot boxes. And it's, it's, I tried. It's pay to win BS. Um, so that's what kept me away from it. Uh, I think that the game has. Kind of fostered a pretty decent community after uh, I know that your roommate plays it. Uh, plays it all the time. There's a, a new I don't mode. Know it. There's a new mode called Capital uh, Capital Capital Supremacy, which is like a, a very big control point. Um, lots of AI characters as well as human characters. Kind of makes it uh, kind of has a battlefield esque feel to it. And I've I've watched some of that, and it actually looks really neat. So I decided to jump into the campaign. Um, and I am pretty mixed on it. Uh, I am super impressed with the production value. I kind of like forgot how expensive this game was, and like it's got incredible motion capture. It's got really good performances. Um, the gameplay, it's a first-person shooter. Um, you kind of choose a loadout, so you pick a gun uh, either at the beginning of the level or when you die, um, which really drastically changes up your play style. Uh, and then you have a second gun that you can equip with R1, but it's on a cooldown. Right now I've been using a, a shotgun. I think you also could have an ability if you'd prefer. Uh, L1, there's another ability. And then if you do L1 and R1 together, there's a third ability. Um, I found the shooting to be pretty satisfying. I mean, um, the game has, and I think that this is because of their limitations, like, uh, as far as being violent, but like there's kind of bad hit detection, so you'll be shooting a guy three times and he won't like recoil in pain or anything. You'll be like, "Am I hitting him?" But then you hit him three times and he's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but it strikes a good difficulty balance. Like there's situations where you actually have to go in and think, um, "Do I want to swarm in here? Do I want to lay back and use one of my abilities?" I'm uh, playing on normal. Uh, I was surprised by how much of a like decent challenge it's been at times. I've definitely died a handful of times. Um, I will say that like <laughs> the body count in this game is is a little bit like it it takes me out of the Star Wars feel a little bit, and I, I know that there's a redemption arc coming for the main character. You you play as a uh, somebody from the Empire, 
Uh, and I, I, it's just a little hard for me to convince that like she's literally slaughtered at this book, this point, like probably close to a hundred or 150 rebels, like with her shotgun. And there's one part where you're like breaking into a base and it gets like super violent. And I was dying at this one part like seven times because you, you load into it, you, it goes from space battle to inside a ship and you're just like, as soon as you're loading in, you're blasting everybody to hell and you hear people screaming like, oh my God, I'm burning! <laughs> like, this is Star Wars. <laughs> and uh, I kept dying there. So it was like, it became a little grating to hear mm-hmm. the like the death screen where I was just hearing this yelling and screaming. I was like, this is not my Star Wars. This is too violent. <laughs> you're like, oh, this is cool at first. It's, I'm, really, I'm really immersed in the experience. And then it's just like, okay, I get it. You're dying. I, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but then there's a twist halfway through the game, and I, I won't say it because people still want to play it. It's a pretty neat little level. Um, I don't know if it's going to revert back to that. Um, but to me, it's giving me the feel of like a game that is a perfect blockbuster rental back in the day. You know, mm. like one of those games where you're just like, it got maybe sixers or sevens. It's a it's a movie license game. You're gonna have a fun weekend with it. Mm. So like, I'm getting. Yeah, I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would, and I haven't even touched the online, which is you know the meat of the game. Well, that's good, and you got a good price for it. So yeah, totally. I mean, and it's uh, you can it, the game does a pretty good job of preparing you for online play um, with the way that it makes you use the different loadouts. Um, you can kind of it, it has a feeling that this is like kind of a single player game thrown into a multiplayer game, but it's got such high production value that it makes up for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's my time with that. Uh, Anyway, that talked for a little while. What about you, Kenny? Come on, you talk pretty well. Actually, I'm glad you mentioned it because I forgot that I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> no, completely. Because I know me and you, we talked about it. We're like, let's pick it up. Yeah, we picked yeah. it up, and then it was like huge download, and then my hard drive went to 100 shit. 100 gigabytes. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. Like We were like, yeah. oh, we're going to hop on, and then me and why we were like, it's going to take three hours. Yeah, no. Yeah. And so And then my hard drive went to shit, so then I haven't reinstalled it. Oh, okay. That's so smart. now I'm like, shit, I have this in my mm-hmm. library. I should install and check out the story because I love Star Wars. So I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah, and I mean, if you're a fan of the series, like it picks off, it takes place like right at the end of Return of the Jedi. Mm. So there's some neat, you know, and this is supposedly canon, I'm pretty sure. Um, You get to see what happens kind of the first few months after that or first weeks. I don't don't know. I haven't haven't finished it, but I'd I'd say probably I'm a little more than halfway. That's what it feels like. Okay. Um, So yeah, I played that. I am now officially liking Dragon Quest XI. Yay! Yay! <laughs> you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, so. Bum, bum, bum. It's almost, you know? It's almost. Yeah, it's, da, 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 Similarities. Yes, I do get a little tired of that theme, but... It'll grow on you, don't worry. Yeah, no, it's fine. And now that there's five players in the party... And now there, there's more good banter in between the characters. I'm starting to get a little bit more intrigued about this rainbow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go get it. Yeah, got to get that rainbow. Uh, mm. You know, it's predictable, but it's it's fun. And it gets, it's more and more endearing as I, as I get more accustomed to the characters. And now mm. the battles are, I still have yet to die, but, like, I'm still, I'm having to strategize a little bit more. And I, you know, this is a game where when you die, you don't, start at the beginning of the battle you kind of have don't you usually have to actually like you gotta reload your save reload your save which is kind of old fashioned but uh, that's that's Dragon Quest Mm -hmm. for you so uh, I'm still gonna keep plugging along with that give it a few hours per week maybe finish it come Christmas time there you go 
Um, so yeah, no, in no rush with that, but I'm having fun with it. That's a good call. It's a good way to take it. Yeah. Nice and relaxing. Enjoy it. Yeah. Soak up the experience. It's my game that I can play when I lie down. Yes. Very. <laughs> um, what party are you using most, mostly? Well, so I still only have five characters. So, well. I mean, I'm, I'm swapping in Silvando and, uh, what's his name? Eric, mostly. Who do you like least so far? Mm. Who's your, like, least favorite character? From a battle perspective or mm. from a... Both. Let's see. Well, from a main, from a, mm, I, I like all of the characters. So in the party, I guess if I had to pick a least favorite, it would probably be the, what's her name? Uh, the green, the one Serena. The green, Serena. Yeah. No? Yeah. I mean, she's but she's okay. She's just kind of your generic sweet princess type that heals you. Mm. Yeah, the, the generic white mage, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, but Silvando has added a funny dynamic. Tyler, you were, you were correct <laughs> oh, about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Silvando's great. He's, yeah. he's great. He's a good guy. So he's the traveling, like, um, jester, and he's got kind of a, a flamboyant uh, accent. And He only gets better. <laughs> oh, he yeah. only gets way better he with him. He definitely gets so much better. Yeah. I actually yeah. like him so much more in the second half of the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. only gets better. So there must be some His character, character arc is awesome. Okay. Yeah. Everybody nice. gets their nice little, like, yeah. almost double character arcs, like the initial mm-hmm. meeting and then, like, Halfway through the game. Okay. Cool. Another set. Um, so in addition to that, uh, I was so into Evo this weekend, which we're going to talk a little bit more about in a bit. But I uh, I downloaded Tekken Seven. Fourteen ninety nine. It was on sale, so can't nice. can't argue with that. And um, while I was watching Evo on Friday night, I had that on on one monitor, and I was playing Tekken Story Mode on another one. And I ended up playing through the entire story mode in one sitting. Oh, wow. Which, like, I guess it took maybe four or five hours or something. How <laughs> was um, Reel it out. Um, I, the, the story, to be honest, I, I thought was, as somebody that has, has no history with the series except for playing three back in the day with friends, mm-hmm. uh, it was bad. That's um, <laughs> about what like, I would figure The, the story was just incomprehensible, and it, got, and it was kind of comical uh, in, in times trying to be so self-serious uh, and not really hitting on the notes that I felt that it was going for. Um, like somewhere in between, like like there's this reflective journalist that's the, the narrator trying to kind of make a human connection between these bombastic characters and the, the viewer um, or the player. And... I just thought his parts seemed really um, like overly sentimental and sappy. And then I just, it, to be honest, uh, I was skipping cutscenes by the end. Um, I was just, I was just playing the game. And the gameplay, though, um, after coming from so much Mortal Kombat, took some getting used to. But I finally got kind of over the hump a little bit. I stopped hitting R two to block. Uh, you have to hit back to block, like in most yep. Japanese fighting games. Um, it's certainly easier to pull off combos in this game than it is in a Mortal Kombat. It requires less timing, um, exactness. Um, not saying that there's not as high of a skill ceiling. I'm sure there probably is, but uh, it feels a little bit like you're punching through. Like, and this is I'm biased because I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan, mm-hmm. and you know that's it's every hit is so staccato. You can really feel the. Mm-hmm. And this, you don't get that same solid smack, so it doesn't. The battles don't feel as visceral, and um, that's might keep me from getting really into it. But I'm still going to continue to give it another shot. Um, play through the arcade modes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've probably only tried like six out of the 28 characters, so I've very scratched the surface as far as that goes. But um, was it like a one overall story mode, like, or did you have to do different character story modes? There's, there's. Um, 
so there is like a story story mode, and then there's there's the traditional arcade modes too, mm. which uh, I can't remember if they have like a little ending cutscene or something. Yeah. But um, during the story mode, you you mostly play as like maybe four or five characters. It centers around um, Heihachi, Jin, uh, Nina, and a couple other people. I can't remember their names. Okay. Yeah. So it's not near as it's not nearly as good as Mortal Kombat story mode, um, but it's a fun game. Uh, I want to give it more more of a chance after watching some. I still need to go back and watch some of the Tech and Evo stuff, but so yeah, that's that's what I've been playing this week. Um, Tyler, you do anything with controllers? No, not so much. I played some more Rocket League, and then I got mad at Rocket League, and then I put <laughs> down Rocket League. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle, huh? Um, well, what anim- what's been your favorite anime? This week. This week. Uh, I mean, I'm, I got my regular animes that I go back and forth to. Every Tuesday is Black Clover. Uh, every thir- When does Fire Force come out? Thursday Fire Force Friday. is Friday. Friday yeah. is Fire Force. Saturday is Dr. Stone. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they anything that you're just in the middle of binging? No, nothing that I'm in the middle of binging. Have you caught up in Black Clover yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm all caught up. Nice. I just watched the newest episode today. It's tight. Nice. Black Clover is just the new Naruto. I said it. That's it. Black Clover is just the new Naruto. No, Black Clover is the new fairy tale. <laughs> fairy tale Naruto. It's like the whole, like, I want to be the king of whatever, and pirates, wizards, whatever. And then it's like, I'm going to be Hokage, but I'm an upstart brat who's got something secret inside him that comes out and makes me OP when I need it to be. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Naruto, fairy tale, yeah. Black Clover. Uh, you, you call them shonens, right? My yeah. hero. Yeah. My hero, yep. Shonen, shonen anime. Cool. Yeah, I still got... Which should I watch first, My Hero Academia or Kill a Kill? Ooh, Kill a Kill. Kill a Kill because it's short, right? Shorter, yeah. 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 Way no. shorter, you can get that and then enjoy it and then they join the hype the game train. With you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what have you been up to, Kenny? So I have been engulfed with Madden 20. Oh. And we kicked off the league on Saturday. Sports. Yep. Sports, sports, so, sports. So who's your best player? So far in the league? Me. Me. You, you're a creative um, player. Oh no, no, I'm. Well, like you mean the best player no, on my yeah, team? Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, Alvin Kamara. Oh, I, I, and I'm afraid because we have injuries on. So game two of the season, I think he got hit by the middle linebacker, and it was like he's out for the game, and I, but a hit pointer, and I was like. So do you have your friends like trying to purposely injure your players? So we I haven't I haven't I haven't had a user game, haven't had a user game yet, but people are already like, yo, when we when I play you, I'm injuring Drew Brees, I'm injuring. So here's your quarterback. Come on, yeah. So because it's not a draft, so it was straight up rosters. So I have the Saints. So I have Drew Brees. I got Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. Oh, right okay, now, so you were just playing as the Saint. Okay, as the Saints. I thought this was some more convoluted and mode. Where no, no, because I'm thinking of the card version, right? Yeah, the the card version is Ultimate Team. Oh, so okay. that I'm playing that, and that's fun on its own right now. But right now, I'm more focused on the league because we were able to get 16 users. Oh hell yeah! 16 users were on the Discord app. It's rolling. Um, I thought I was killing it, but some whoever has the Browns is killing it with Baker Mayfield. He's thrown already across three games for thirteen hundred yards, um, ten pass, uh, ten t- passing touchdowns. Has rushed for three touchdowns with him, so he's doing pretty good. That's stupid. But he lost. He lost his third game, so he's like two and one right now. I'm three and zero, oh, and I've passed for almost eleven hundred yards with Drew Brees. 
So what are you still in the preseason? No, we're in the season. So, so how does it work with the user games? So the user games, so user versus user games, they ha- we have that's why we got the Discord up. They have to set it up with each other. Oh. So they'll they have to talk to each other and be like, hey, when are you gonna be on? Are there higher stakes for the user games, or is it just the same? so we're just rolling? It's like a regular season, so there's no no higher stakes. It's just that it's harder because you're playing a real person. You're not playing another person. Some, because sometimes the computer, it will adjust. I will say the computer after if you're running the same play. It'll adjust on you, and you'll either fumble, or it'll make you pay for using safe play. You'll fumble, or you'll get picked off. Um, Does everybody have to play on the same difficulty? Oh yeah, so the league is set to one difficulty. Oh, they okay. can't change the difficulty. They can't adjust nothing of the of the game sliders. Okay. Only the commissioners can. So, me and Ace were the commissioners. Um, what difficulty you got it on? All pro. That's like the standard, right? Standard competitive difficulty. Because okay. if you put it on all Madden and they play a user versus user game, you really don't see whether or not they're good. Because then their computer is on a crazy difficulty and they could close in and pretty much pick off the ball and they did nothing to do that. All Pro forces you to, if you want to pick it off, you have to use it that pick. Oh, okay. You got to use it that interception. And if not, chances the, the chances are they're going to catch it. The, the offense is going to catch it. So... It forces you to actually be good so, in all pro. So are you feeling that it is um, an improvement over 19? Big time. Actually, this is the best Madden in the last four years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of the fake stuff from the last, pre- the last two Maddens where the middle linebacker can just jump 10 yards away from the uh, – be 10 yards away from the ball and just close the gap in an instant and pick and intercept the ball, that's gone. That was a little annoying that they could just close space within like an instance. Mm-hmm. So it's more realistic. If they're out of position, they're not take, and they're not picking off the ball. Um, the running feels a lot more fluid this year, and they they added a couple new features. Still haven't experimented too, too much with the superstar factor, so I don't know how that really messes. With I was hearing about play. that on another show. Um, what, what's that? So that there's certain players that have these perks or yes, something. Yes, they have these perks that you have to do certain things. To activate, to activate them, you know? <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. Like, like you know, somebody will be super clutch in the fourth quarter, so they'll like barely miss a pass or something. Exactly. Like, so you would have to activate his clutch factor. You'd have to pass five times consecutively without 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 an incompletion to activate that one. Everything's got to be an RPG these days. You know, it's <laughs> true. They're they're creeping into RPG elements into everything. Mm-hmm. It gives more. more so more you, to the, uh, game. the game doesn't have really a. Well, at least it doesn't have a substantial story mode. That's what I've heard. No. So there's Long Shot, which started in 18, I believe. I don't even know if Long Shot's even back. This yeah, it's not. No. 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 They have um, Face of the Franchise. That's what they're calling, like, the created player. Okay. Yeah, Face of the Franchise. I haven't really messed with that yet. Um, that's for the non-serious Madden players. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm all about the ultimate team playing against other people, talking junk, and running this league, and trying to become the Super Bowl champ by the end of it. I already have one person we're going we're, we should be by the time we're done recording the podcast tonight we should be advancing the league into week four okay and week four i have my first user to user game and i'm trying Do to you s- have to play a certain amount of user to user games because that's not fair to me so you don't so unfortunately um depending on what team everybody picks and it's the schedule it's the actual schedule for oh. the season so you can legit look at the at the schedule and be like, oh, maybe I should be this one because that's going to be give me the most user games, you know? That's weird. So what if a person isn't available and does somebody get left way behind? No, because you can't advance the week okay, without everybody playing their games. 
But if somebody is dodging them purposely, we're just gonna give the person who was winning and ready for their game the win. We could force, we could give a, we could hand the win out. So much power. Yeah, you know. <laughs> for the commish. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> commish. And so far, what I've, what we realized was previous leagues we try to do what kills the league is the ridiculous trades between users and computers. Mm-hmm. So we banned that. Oh, nice. So they can only trade between users. Fair enough. And even those trades have to be approved by the by the commissioners. Oh, you know? <laughs> damn! Because let's That's say just like let's say if they tra- let's say they're trying to trade Odell Beckham because they're losing and they got they got the Browns and they're zero and ten, but their best friend is in, about to go into the playoffs and they want to trade Odell for. You know, See, a, shitty, a shitty lineman. I don't think that should be just a commissioner choice. That should be a league choice. Well, that they have to. The other users should be able to veto it. This isn't a democracy, Tyler. It shouldn't be based on just two well, people. Well, they have the option to give their outcry and opinion about it because they're supposed to be talking about all trades should be talked about in the Discord app because we have a section for trades. Yeah. And Tra- for complaints. For well, no, formal complaints against the commissioner. Well, the, general, the general convers- a general section of the Discord sh- you want to complain about the commission? Go ahead. Can you what? take a knee in Madden 20? Yeah, you can. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Oh, well, you mean like pregame? <laughs> uh, you mean pregame? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like knee in the game? No, yeah, like during can... the national anthem and get like oh, they don't banned even... by your game. <laughs> you know what they Flag. do? They don't even do the national Press anthem. You don't see any of that. <laughs> really? Like, nah. Did they used to? I, at one point in time, I think like maybe six Maddens ago. Like, huh. Interesting. But, and by now, it just jumps you straight into the game. Like you start the game. And they might talk for like two seconds, and you're already doing the kickoff. You don't even get to pick heads or tails. You don't even get to pick odd. which way you want to, if you want to receive or kick. Because if you don't start the game in 2K, you get kind of a real like, mm-hmm. you know, pregame no. show, and it's very. They, they, I think Madden players just want in the game. They don't want the pregame show. They don't want all this stuff. Just in the game. Yeah, you right. set your preferences. If you prefer to always kick it off, and you always, if you're always gonna pick tails, you can set those settings mm-hmm. ahead of time. I can't believe you thought I meant just in the oh, game. Yeah. In game. Like, yeah. Can you yeah. curl up into a ball and roll around the field like Sonic yet? Because once they put that in, I'm getting mad. Oh, yeah, not yet. Not yet. That, no that would Sonic be a good feature. Just try, just everybody turn into Metroid balls. If, if, they, if they bring back NFL Street, that might be in there. Ooh, that'd be sweet. That's the only right. football game that, I've ever like, played. NFL Street, yeah. yeah. NFL Street was great and NBA Streets was Well, that I great. absolutely loved. I played oh, the shit out of one and two. Two was amazing with the. I, I, I had the monsters like the yeti and what was the other guy you know the monsters from like space oh no Gen? not space Gen, but i call them the monsters oh, okay. it was like a abominable snowman it was a yeti oh, i think oh, yeah. like, the like they had ridiculous ratings mm-hmm. and i would play with them all the time i didn't mm-hmm. invite people over like yeah who are you gonna play yeah you still I got, remember how i to, got the monsters <laughs> you remember how to do the move uh dinner served no i don't you just held r2 and l2 and the dunk button i'm pretty sure <sighs> and then Most you like throw it off the backboard that's actually a game because you don't have the ps2 in the game in the game room I, that's a game i want to pick up oh yeah i think sure. it's in the 25 to 30 dollar range online Man, i used to own it and now who knows oh maybe i still do mm. maybe i still have the first one actually um i definitely don't have two um which was even better, but one's still great. Listen, I look back. I got rid of my PS, my PS2 with like forty-five games. Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Yeah. I got rid of the 360 with a hundred games. I, I look back at the systems I, I sold off mm-hmm. with all the games, and I'm like, what a fucking Heart, idiot. Yeah. Heartbreaking. My worst is with the GameCube. I only oh. had like twenty games, but now but that those games like, are super valuable. Super valuable yeah. must have. That's right? why you gotta yeah. buy those Wii U games now. Before the same thing happens, you gotta buy yeah. those Wii U games up. That's a good point. 
I don't. I don't think I, that's gonna happen to the Wii U though. Really? You don't think? No. So? I mean, because it's got everything like you know, rarer consoles. It's it really shitty lifespan. They had some pre-quality, like you know, hidden gem titles out for it. Mm-hmm. A lot of them been ported to Switch. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. true. A lot but, of them. Like who knows? Maybe Pikmin Three will be worth fifty bucks that's in ten true. years. I don't know. It was hard to find a physical copy even like a month after it released. I have it. Ooh, See, yeah. I think that's probably gonna be rare. <laughs> Definitely that. Maybe that Fire Emblem game for it. Fire oh, yeah. Shin Megami. I gotta get that. Uh, anything else besides Madden? Honestly, no. Between Madden and the cookout, I was completely... Well, kill a kill, but we talked about that already. Oh, yeah, true. You know? So uh, I know we've been talking about games for a while now, but I can't skip out on you for this one, Anthony. What do you think of your uh, opening hours with Fire Emblem Three Houses? It's good. I was actually... as Right now, I mean, I think my mind is just so preoccupied by beating completely Persona 5 oh, okay. that I was just like okay this is you know I started Fire Emblem was good I picked my first house I chose the Black Eagles um, because everybody in it looks pretty uh, interesting and it has some of the cutest girls that's what I've heard so I was just like alright I'm gonna pick <laughs> I heard you. that on a thread is like yeah pick them if you want waifus yeah oh yeah that's what I did <laughs> I was like mm, you're cool the other guy I thought was cool was the golden deer guy the bow guy that's my he was guy. he was really cool I was like I like you you got a cool personality you're snarky and it, it was good it's typical Fire Emblem it's nice I'm excited to see where it goes. I like the professor aspect of it. You know, the big things everyone's been talking about. That other teacher's really hot. Uh, what's her name? It's like Margarita. Not Margarita. It's uh, some really like... Tequila. Tequila. It's, she's got like a really exotic sounding name. And she's like an older professor. But they make her... They draw her super hot. And I'm like, I want to... I want to play as you in my squad. Mm-hmm. Cosmopolitan. Can, can, I be like, can, I, can I order you a Cosmopolitan and dry martini, ma'am? Margarita. But I, I don't think she's uh, available. But I, I did like it. I just wasn't like... I usually know if I'm going to get really back into a game after the one or two times I pick it up and put it back down. If the draw for me to go back to it is like, yeah, I really want to like, oh, when can I go home and like play Fire Emblem? Where can I go mm-hmm. get back to this game? But it's, I think I'm just so, because I know I'm like very, fairly close to beating Persona 5 and it's just getting so good and I've worked, I put 110 hours in so far. I just yeah. want to get to the end. Finish it. Yeah, finish it. I want, I'm we, so excited. Oh, you know what would be fun? Maybe Thanks, pal. This is actually kind of long. Do a spoiler yeah. cast of it. Like yeah, that'd be cool. I'd yeah. be down. You guys have all beaten it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, I'm so far behind. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you guys for not spoiling it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm welcome. so I'm so. I feel like I'm no, so close. There's, there's I have so, to be. There's so many things that I've seen in the Persona 5R trailers. Okay, so I'm not. I'm not gonna touch any of those. I'm not gonna watch any of those. Yeah, good, good call there. I'm so uh, I just want to talk about them so bad. Yeah, same here. So it's like I'm on the I'm on the casino. I'm on that one, and then I have like you guys are saying like one or two more. So I'm hoping it's just like one more, and then like post game. Are you talking about the one. ship one, Tyler? That's that's his next one. Yeah, that one's long. Yeah, yeah, that one's that's hard, dude. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm like, that, that one's pretty 50, tough. I'm I remember right that one. Now. Yeah, I actually hadn't thought about it until the, then. That one actually for a while I went a couple palaces without dying, and then there I died like three times. Mm-hmm. And there's the there's some. Interesting mm. stealth mechanics that are kind oh, of like, uh, like kind like of the one-off like, stealths or the other one. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. But yeah. I think at one point in time, Tyler was like, "You just got the the worst choice of personas t- uh, equipped right now." And I'm like, oh. "I'm like, you gotta go back, man." That's why I was doing the twins. I'm out, I got one more for social rank, and then once I hit that, any persona I can fuse. So I feel like I'm gonna be preset. My, my favorite persona got me through towards towards, towards the end. Thor. Oh, Thor's really good. Uh, he's yeah, he's he's top tier. He's always like through. Thor's really always end game. That's really cool. I don't know if I ever had him. a Thor. I don't, I'm not sure if I ever used Thor. Either. There's like Thor. Trumpeter is like always every like Persona game is the like one of the end tier personas. There's like Satan or Lucifer, Satan, depending. I, I literally can't maybe. remember one that I used. I mean, it was almost I like, two years ago now, but 
Yeah, the one that I used the most, it was like this big, fat, like elephant-looking guy. Oh, oh yeah, I used him a lot because he he could deflect <laughs> yep. physical yeah. attacks. I've got a bunch of those. It's like I love getting so the good. skills. Yeah. Just deflect fizz when they like do that to you, and you hit him, and then it just goes back on them, and they explode. Yep, that's the best. What a game! Oh, come on, finish it. So close. We have so right. many girlfriends. If nobody's got anything else to add, we can move on to the part of the show where we talk about stuff that's been happening that we like to call nicely done nicely done all right it is cruising for a news and that was a tune-up on the car uh we had some big stuff happen this week um starting to heat up a little bit you know we've had some slower weeks in the past um so first of all this weekend was evo in las vegas if you don't know it's a fighting game tournament that happens every year where people come from all over the world uh, to compete in the kind of most uh popular fighting games of the moment so the games that were played this year um and i'm gonna win the, win the read the winners here so if you don't want to hear that maybe mute it for the next minute um mk leo won in smash ultimate with joker uh tekken 7 we had arslan ash win with kazumi street fighter 5 we had uh bonchan win with karen and forgive me i probably messing up a couple of these names blaze brew blaze blue cross tag battle we had uh, Shinku win with Ruby and Yang. Mortal Kombat 11, we had, of course, Sonic Fox winning with Cassie Cage. Samurai Showdown, Infiltration winning with Genjiro. Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, <laughs> I, I, there were six names, and I didn't feel like writing them all down, but we had uh, Goichi defeat Sonic Fox in a really thrilling series. I think that was my moment of the show. I think he used, what was it, because we just, I know from the refresher we watched it and you mm-hmm. showed it, it was yeah. like Bardock, Kid Goku GT, and then he used what was his third one? It wasn't Kid Boo, that was that was Sonic Fox. Uh, uh Super Saiyan Goku base. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure yeah, base Super Saiyan Goku. Okay, cool, thanks. And then Soul Calibur six, we had Yototo playing as Valdo. I'm just gonna skip that other one because I don't even know how to pronounce it. Um so yeah, <laughs> I this know was what that was. <laughs> <laughs> this was my first year really kind of being into fighting games, trying to get good at them, being okay at them. Um <laughs> And this was a lot of fun. I like the, the announcing is really second to none um, from what I've seen in esports. I haven't watched a whole lot, so I guess I can't. It's probably good most of the time. But they do such a good job of hyping it up, explaining what you're seeing, giving backgrounds on the players' histories, um, that even if you're not into games in general, I feel like you could definitely get enjoyment out of this um, just because you know, it's so simple to watch. you got a life bar. You know who's winning. Um, so I know you guys... I had invited you over on Saturday night, and, and you all turned me down <laughs> to watch. I invited MK11. you over. I know, but I was already had a few yeah, beers and understandable. Yeah, and you invited me over just because I wasn't. It, it was a sad moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, I look. I have people here. I was like, if you want to come over, you're welcome to. No, 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 no. I, no, I appreciated it, but uh, I was in bed by one. I was a good boy. That's cool. No, dude. One. The Mortal. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's Mortal, really for me. Yeah, same. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 on the weekend for sure. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11. The tournament went till three, and uh, I was just in the point where I was like, "Yep, yeah, I'm in this. I don't have to wake up early tomorrow. He's, Screw it." You were committed. Yeah. So I watched the whole top eight of that. Um, it was a pretty good time. Uh, it was a little bit too much. Um, there, there's a very familiar meta right now, and there's not a, a huge amount of character diversity. Saw a lot of Garrus, saw a lot of Jackie, uh, saw a few Cassie Cages. The winner was Sonic Fox using Cassie Cage, who's just unbelievable. Uh, he also came in second in Dragon Ball Fighters, 
and 33rd in Soul Calibur 6. <laughs> yeah. Um, so even though that was my favorite game, I think I got to say I had more fun watching Samurai Showdown and um, Dragon Ball Fighters, which were the other two that I gave a substantial amount of time to. Um, Samurai Showdown looked, it, it was just such a mind game. Um, the, the game has a really limited move set, but it's so focused on parries and just knowing the exact moment and, and reading what you think your opponent's going to do. Uh, and it's really exciting when you knock the sword out of, out of the opponent's hand and they can still fight back and they can get the sword back, but like it's kind of like an item in Smash Bros or something, but it's, it's very important. And you can still do okay without it. Like there were some players that still won after being disarmed. But mm, oh wow. So yeah, I uh, enjoyed my time watching that. Did you guys watch any besides the, the, the few videos? Mm-mm. No? No, no, I did not. Negative. Okay. Well, that's a shame. Oh well. Oh no, I definitely. It's one of the trending videos on YouTube, so I, I'm. Yeah, I mean, there's still, it there's still, it's still up there. You guys yeah. should check it out if you're into fighting games at all. Um, uh, any of the ones I've mentioned, they do play other games at the show. They're just not on the main stage, so they don't get as, as highlighted. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so moving on from that, we had a big story involving Ninja, who you might have heard of him. He's a very famous Fortnite streamer. He's who, got blue hair. Got, <laughs> is it blue? Right now it is, I think. <laughs> Changes yeah. it with his mood. I think he changed it to match the mixer color. Mixer is blue? Mixer, yeah. The oh. logo is blue. Oh. I, don't, I, don't I, like, I like a light blue. I thought he's had blue hair for a while. Oh, I don't know. I just saw him recently. That's all. All right. I don't follow him, him from like New that. Year's Eve. He's like, everybody floss. And then no one in the crowd <laughs> yeah. is doing it. Come on, guys. Everybody's flossing. Everybody in the crowd is just like, what are you doing? That's everybody's doing it. Where was that? It was New Year's Eve. Like oh. Times Square. They like had, I think he, like Ninja was hosting it. Or he was like, I don't know, DJing or something. I just remember that one shot on TV. I like looked over. And just it's like, maybe I'm this not. Maybe everybody I'm down not there is just looking at him. The most famous person in the world. Um so anyway, he is a big Twitch streamer, um, one of the biggest, and he signed an exclusivity deal, which I don't know if it's the first of its type. I guess I should have looked that up, but I think it might be. Um, so he's going to be exclusively on the Microsoft-owned Mixer. Um, Amazon owns Twitch. Uh, it has a 72% market share on gaming streaming. Mixer has only 3%. So Wow. Bold it's, move. It's a bold move. Um, he must have gotten a massive payday. I don't think that they've made that number public yet. But he did make half a million subscribers in one day. So <laughs> please like and subscribe. <laughs> that's um, insane. Just from switching over to Mixer? Like, yeah. So, I mean, wow. that's where you so got to watch it now. That's right. The Twitch users are like, yeah. like, all right. So it was also the top of the... Um, the most downloaded app, Mixer, the Mixer app on, I don't know if it was either iOS or Android or both. Um, Dang, it's crazy. So, yeah, and uh, I, I read another interesting article uh, in Forbes that seems to be theorizing that they're going to push Ninja hard into streaming Halo Infinite, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, it'd be so interesting to learn the terms of this deal. Like, does he get to choose what games he plays or does he not? Like, That would suck if he doesn't. That's just being yeah, the soulless, like... Gaming's not fun anymore. Gaming's my job. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I mean, it I is guess his job. How, yeah, depending <laughs> on how you look at it, yeah, because yeah. it is his job either way. But it's like, well, I don't get to choose what I play. Yeah, I mean, he put out this like whole like produced video to like announcing him switching. Like it was a, just it was just obviously a well produced video saying mm-hmm. and what he say he wants to get back to his streaming roots. Which what does that mean? I don't really Which know I, what that means. I, I think what it means is what the article saying is that he used to start out by streaming Halo. Yep. Um, and that's, you know, 
I can definitely see it. Like, why wouldn't they? It would be like, hey, uh, you can choose 50% of the games you want to play, but you're going to have to play at least, you know, 20 hours a week of Halo Infinite. Yeah, which it makes sense when it comes out because it can be the one big thing they're pushing for. Yeah, because I know he did get paid a million dollars to pay Apex Legends on launch day. So wow. it, this type of thing isn't unprecedented. Um, but now I don't know if a contract thing has been – I'm so curious to know about, like, you know, is it – Four years, twenty-four million, or what? Like, you know, it might even be more than that. Um, the details would definitely be interesting to. Because yeah, you know, it's like as literal. <laughs> we're having these streaming and esports people like get more and more money now. It's becoming more and more recognized as a, like a legitimate form of entertainment. Um, so yeah, what, what do you guys think about it? Yeah, I mean, it had to have been a huge deal to think about. Because I mean, everyone's got. Most people have Amazon Prime and. You can give your Prime subscription to people, and I think Ninja's got over like like two million like subscribers on Twitch or something like that. And so that's five bucks a month <laughs> for two million. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There, there had to be something in play that would like cause him to go from like you said, it's a seventy something percent market share versus three. Like they must, Microsoft must have been like, okay, here's this. Yeah, like it must have been a hell of a pitch. So it's like, yeah, like how they got like. LeBron on the Lakers or something like. Or you're gonna get your own line of bubblegum. You're gonna get uh, with Space Jam Three is gonna be Ninja. Uh, you're gonna get your own Fortnite T-shirt and just come on. And he's and he was probably like, yes, yeah, sign me up. Another crazy thing I probably mentioned this last week because we don't talked about the Fortnite competition, but he didn't qualify for that. Really? Yeah. So like he's he's really really good. I watched some of his streams, but he's not that good. He's not, not that good. He's not as good as those. He was there though. He was at the competition. Yeah. It shows you don't have to be good to be famous. Well, he's good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but it oh. shows that you... <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be that good. You don't have to be, like, pro-pro level. Mm. Gotta get um, blue hair. So, yeah. Uh, and now we're going to get a little bit serious. Um, there were a couple tragic uh, shootings this week. Uh, one in El Paso, Texas. Uh, one in Dayton, Ohio. I actually used to live in a town just a few miles south of Dayton, Ohio. I still have friends in Dayton. I had to send out a few Are You Okay texts, and thankfully everybody I knew was. Um, but it's still very scary. Um, terrible. Uh, situation and you know uh, thoughts uh, are, are, are with the victims I, I wish that we were in a position where we could do more except for advocate for them um, mm -hmm. like I really say this like every time that something might actually be done and to make it harder for people to get these weapons um, you know I am an advocate for stricter gun laws uh, comfortable saying that <laughs> Uh, I definitely think that it's ridiculous how easy it is to get these like these weapons of war, and um, so yeah, the story. So anyway, it's it's hard to talk about to be honest. Uh, it's 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 very rough. There's you know you can go back and forth different arguments. Uh, you know, stricter gun laws, looser gun laws doesn't you know doesn't matter what the person has if they have a track record or whatever if they get it in their hands before or after. But nonetheless, it is tragic and. It you know shouldn't be happening. Like we we live. It's 2019. Like there's no need to go out and shoot up a bunch of people. What are you trying to prove? That is absolutely psychotic. There's no no need for it. I and it's getting worse. Like it's, it's just becoming more and more regular. Um, it's like become like I was at the Y the other day, um, on the treadmill. Mm -hmm. The El Paso shit was splashing on like three of the TVs. Mm -hmm. Nobody was, like, giving a shit. Yeah, it's also, I think the media is, they're choosing to focus a lot more now. Like, over the past 
couple years, I feel like there's been an increased media focus, like focus on any kind of mass shooting or some kind of mass terror attack. I mean, it is good to you know raise awareness of it, but I feel like the media putting such a huge spotlight on it and being like, oh, this is happening to so some people. You know, they wake up, they watch the news, and that's like the only thing they hear, and they're like, oh, I don't want to see this anymore, and they try to you know push it off. It's like after a while, you know, that just starts to sink in, and hopefully, you know, it'll the message will get out there that it's like, all right, you know fucking knock it off but mm-hmm. after a while i feel like just you know making it like a bigger deal i mean it's a very hard, positives and negatives yeah i mean well it has a hard it's a hard line for the media to cross because you know they are covering it in part because you know people you know people like looking at the accidents on the side of the road they mm. want to know what's happening like as sad as messed up as that is to yeah. say but uh it gets views uh it is something that it, it's politically relevant mm-hmm. because we always are at that impasse where it's like, are, is something actually going to happen? And um, I hope it does. But anyway, so getting on to the story, um, this is a quote from the president, uh, Mr. Donald Trump. Uh, we must stop the glorification of violence in our society. This includes the gruesome and grisly video games that are now commonplace. It is too easy for troubled youth to surround themselves with a culture that celebrates violence. We must stop or substantially reduce this. And then he also says, we must recognize that the internet has provided a dangerous avenue to radicalize disturbed minds. I, I do agree with that. He said, likely in reference to the fact that the El Paso shooter apparently shared a manifesto on the forum 8chan before the shooting, which was super racist uh, against Hispanics and just uh, filled with vitriol and uh, fear-mongering and just complete bullshit. Um, And so the story goes on. Trump's comments about video games follow a wider trend among top Republican leadership who have recently used video games as a scapegoat for mass shootings. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and Lieutenant Texas Governor Dan Patrick both made comments this weekend that mentioned video games as a factor contributing to mass shootings. Patrick said that the El Paso shooter referenced Call of Duty in his manifesto. I don't know if that's true or not. I I should have done a fact check on that. While McCarthy implored the government to do something about the video game industry. Uh... So, yeah. Um, What do we think before I go on to the follow-up story that I put in here? Like, is there any sort of validity to these types of... It's such a... It's a topic that's been going, like, both... It's been going both ways, and it's been all, you know, in the media. It's been covered year after year, you know, when the new... The first big incident happens, you know, it's a person or a parent, someone, a victim or something, a big advocate goes to blame Grand Theft Auto, or you blame... Something like that, but it's like at, at the end of the you know at the end of the day, who's buying these games for their kids? Like who is the one? It's also you know I think it's a big responsibility as a parent, you know, for kids that if they're if it's the argument is for a younger crowd, um, like you're a parent, supervise your kids, see what they're playing, like watch what they're buying, watch what they're doing on the internet if they're of a certain age mm-hmm. or below a certain age. But when you come of a certain age, obviously, you know, eighteen plus, you're able to buy these on your own, and you know you can take what you will of media. But, you know, it, it really depends on the it depends on the person. Yeah, and, you know, these weren't under 18-year-old uh, shooters. Yeah, these are, like, Yeah, they're yeah, older. Like adult, like, a one, I don't, I forget how old the El Paso one was. The Dayton shooter was, I think, mm-hmm. 22. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, <sighs> we all play them. We all like the violence. We, we do tend to glorify it. Um, I mean, we, we like, you know, we like... We see a fatality in Mortal Kombat, and we, we, you know, react like, oh, that was so dope. 
Yeah, um, but just because I see a fatality in Mortal Kombat doesn't mean I'm gonna go rip spines out. No, of course yeah. not. Of course not. But yeah. then th- there's more like what about in the Call of Duties where you're like actually using realistic guns? You're trying. You're going for headshots. You're so I think personal. Context. I personally think that. It, using video games as a scapegoat is such an easy way out. It's here you're not talk, now you're not having any conversations. What traumas these people, the, these individuals have gone through mm-hmm. that led them to this point that they had to go become violent against a certain group. Mm-hmm. You know what was their upbringing? Like there's so many factors that video games is like a one percent, two percent of the influence mm-hmm. on this person's psyche. That's a good way. To put um, it. so. Out of the hundred percent of what led this person there, video games is two percent, maybe. Mm-hmm. All the all the all the violence they, they surround themselves with. With that, movies, TV shows, for Christ's sake, we see, you know, they the shooting, the mass shootings, if believe it or not, when you think about it, they air it so much mm-hmm. and it's on the clock, round the clock. That's what that I was is, trying to get at earlier. That is also it's a way of like glorifying the violence. Yes, you're making it known, but mm-hmm. it's always there. And so some people who are outcasts who are ignored think that this is the only way to ever be seen. Wow. They think it's a way to so glorify it's a, it's a way to be heard for the first time in their life. Like, they haven't been heard for 22 years. Maybe I should go on a, on a shooting spree and maybe finally people are going to pay attention to mm. what, I, what, what I've been saying for all my life. Oh. So it's it's like a gift from the curse. So it's, there's so much going on. And then you look at the stat at the stats. Video games are all over the world. Exactly. That's So, where, so why aren't the mass shootings higher? everywhere else Mm -hmm. why is it only here so this is a quote from dan stapleton uh writer at ign he's been there forever he's like the reviews editor Um, countries like canada the united kingdom australia and new zealand are all immediately comparable to the u.s and that they all share a common language and to some degree all share a large amount of popular culture all of them have a large gaming market and here at ign we see significant readership from those countries and yet, while none of them is completely free from horrific gun massacres, New Zealand being the most vic- recent victim of a racially motivated attack, the rates of mass shootings per capita in all those countries are dramatically lower than that of the United States, um, which is definitely uh, the, tr- the truth. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I have from that story. So I, I <laughs> it's a distraction. That's what it is. I mean, they, they see it and they find out, they, they, they use the images that are shocking and like, um, especially to those that don't play games, say mm-hmm. like, well, "Look at what they're doing!" Like, and they're not desensitized like we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like they, they, like we play Doom, we play Mortal Kombat, we play Call of Duty, and like we might wince or something once in a while, but we're not like, yeah. <laughs> or like, like a lot of, yeah, you know, because well, that's what they did with uh, that was like a big marketing thing for Dead Space Two when that first came out. It's like, oh, moms play Dead Space Two, and they're like, oh god. Who is this scary alien? Yeah. It's like you, you pick a random like lady off the street, could be like, I don't know, some someone's like seventy two year old grandma and be like, Ma'am, what do you think of this and how our youth are reacting to it? This is what they're being exposed to every day and it's that one fatality with the guy, the one of the DLC guys from Mortal Kombat, where his stomach gets ripped open and it's all the guts and everything. Hanging oh, you're, out. you're thinking about hypothetical right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, and then he's, he, she sees that, and like, cause even the first time I saw that fatality, I was like, ooh, I was like, ooh, that's metal. I was like, that's. That's intense. It's very detailed, but it's like, yeah. you know, surprise some sweet old 72-year-old in the street just be like, oh! She's going to be like, the whole world's going to hell! You know. And I will say, I don't think that there should be... Like, I, I understand if a publisher sells to a developer, this is too far. Like, we don't want to put this out because we think it's irresponsible. And, mm-hmm. like, maybe you're or not, like, a line was crossed with something like the No Russian Mission Call of Duty, which I thought was kind of in not great taste. Um, you know, I... Sure, it was, it was intense or whatever, but I felt 
and I guess this was maybe their intention. They, they were trying to make your stomach turn a little bit, but that's a little like comes off to me as a little try hard and not uh, yeah too far. To, yeah, I mean, I don't too far for the point. Too far for the point. I don't like you should. That that is something I could see like a lawmaker having a legit point about. Like, look at this scene in yeah. a game where you're running through an airport, like shooting a bunch of civilians. But yeah, that is. Uh... Yeah, you know, like I wouldn't want my kid playing that for sure. Yeah. I, like, I'll go back to remember we went back. I went. Uh, we'll go back to one of our early episodes where I talked about stop using the video games and the tablets as a form of distraction. Mm-hmm. These these video games carry ratings, a mature rating. So why are why am I going online in Call of Duty and hearing a twelve year old mm-hmm. playing Call of Duty online? You know, like it's because a they're vi- gonna it's beg a, and they're, they it, said my friends got it. My friends like, got it, but be responsible. You know, if you think if you think your kid's not mature enough to handle this violent game, don't put it in their hands. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's so like I said. Once well, you again, wait a few years, man. It's hard. Like oh, mine. He knows. Like, I send him to, I'm playing Mortal Kombat. I'm like, you can't watch this. Go to your room. Like, I, I'm already aware of it. Like, I know I know what games I can or can't play around them. Mm-hmm. Um, what games they can see. I know how the maturity level of mo- both my kids. Um, my stepdaughter's 11, but extremely mature. So, I allowed her to watch a little bit of the, the um, Friday the 13th while I was playing. Mm-hmm. You know? But... I know why, because I, she's not going to go throw a hockey mask on and go start, you know, yoking up kids and stabbing them with a machete. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying my kids, my, my son's a psychopath, but I'm just saying, you know, he's seven. Yeah. I don't need to expose him to violent games. He plays Sonic in his bedroom. He plays Skylanders. He plays those games. That's cool. More, eight, more games geared to and his age. How old is he? Seven. Okay. So when I was 12 or 13, maybe. I begged my mom to get me get the original Halo. Hmm. Um, I had played it at my friend Jerry's house. I thought I was like, fell in love with it. I made a post on the IGN message boards asking everybody to convince my mom to let me get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and it got, I think, 150 replies. That's it was amazing. back when the message boards on IGN were super, super active. That's awesome. And um, That's pretty like Christmas magic. Like, <laughs> Just being like, guys, I'm like, you help me convince my mom. So, yeah, and, and, you know, I was a little taken aback at how many people were like, you should trust your mom. She probably knows what's best for you. But then, like, half of them were like, oh, it's not bad. The blood is, like, purple and blue, and it's you're a hero <laughs> and stuff like that. And uh, she came around. I eventually, I, you know, I never gave up. And, uh, you know, it's one of my favorites of all time. But. My, my brother got me Grand, uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 with the PS2. Granted, he monitored how long I played and when I played. But, how many times you hit the old lady with the baseball bat? You know, I will say no, not even. Like, we would go on these little missions. We would not even do missions. We'd go on these little killing personal sprees. killing sprees Yeah, together. that's what everybody did. So we would go see how we would time it, see how long how long I, you can last. With you the can six last. Stars. Yep. And we go back and forth, and you don't see me going crazy. Well, you know? of course. But, but you know, it's like I say, it's it's such a small percentage that that has such an influence on. I don't think, I it would suck if they start trying to put these laws to try and restrict the the video game companies from being creative, mm. and you know, and they have to follow these guidelines and no blood or no yeah. shooting, you know. Yeah. Like I enjoy my video games. I enjoy the freedom, you know, because it's a, it's an escape from my eight my eight to four or my nine to five job. Right. 
you know, I like, put the kids to bed. The wife is in, uh, wife is asleep, and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm gonna play some Call of Duty. I think I'm gonna censorship play some games, like that could you know? be harmful as well because it's like, oh, it's look, you're playing, you know, a game, like a sword fighting game, and it's like you're seeing all these people get slashed, and it's like, well, there's no blood or anything, you know, because it's been censored out, or you know, someone's getting shot and there's no blood, or you know, they totally take it out. But like, you know, what's gonna happen once somebody sees that for real, or mm-hmm. you know, obviously it's gonna be. I don't think any, any, blood or gu- any blood or gore from in real life is going to be different than seeing it digitally or in the game space. But it's also you know being over too overly sensitive can be you know, harmful. Can as well. be harmful. Yeah. I don't think we'll see anything come from it. Um, maybe a few more, you know, disclaimers on the ESRB box. Maybe a, a larger detailed box. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I could see something like that happening. But I mean, they've been trying for thirty years. <laughs> Yeah, they have it's to, been an uh, ongoing battle. Yeah, like they were showing fatalities from like MK1 and 2 on the Senate floor back in the day. Yeah, yeah they were. So and then night now, now I want them to show well, that, the new one. You know, they, that, <laughs> okay. did, that did lead to the ESRB ratings. You know. True. So, that, you know, it, there has been... And all the blood taken out of the Super Nintendo version. True that. Nope. Mm-hmm. I think Nintendo also... Nintendo yeah, definitely they're, weren't. They're definitely very yeah. family-friendly. Yeah. Although they've definitely become a lot laxer this gen. Yeah, I was really surprised they like kill the kill going as the switch. There's so many boobies, there's so many things hanging out. <laughs> so much so much suggestive content. All right. I love it. So got a little serious there. Thanks for uh, sticking with us if you are still with us. Hentai. Mm. All right. Um, so the last story this is completely uh, unrelated. So um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but there's this guy who's been in the games commentary business for a long time now, uh, 10 plus years. His name's Colin Moriarty. He was at IGN for nearly a decade. He started Kind of Funny with Greg Miller, Tim Geddes, Nick Scarpino back in 2015. He was there for a couple of years. He's always been um, a Republican. Um, I, I tend to think that he's he's definitely a libertarian Republican. Um, he... Uh, express he's pretty reasonable like i'm a liberal um he is definitely intelligent he expresses his views in ways that are thoughtful i've listened to his content for a long time despite disagreeing with a lot of his political opinions uh but he's kind of been become the black sheep of the game industry like a lot of which is very left-leaning um and so he he made this tweet back in early 2017 uh very silly slightly offensive tweet on um national women's day so the tweet everybody was saying you know a day without a woman like so imagine like this and this wouldn't be possible or this and this wouldn't be possible or this i can't remember the exact theme of it but anyway what he tweeted was a day without a woman ah peace and quiet Mm. that was it that was he was very pun about it like peach and quiet you know what? So oh, I you, you you put the you put the actual oh no it, so. I I misspelled oh, peace? it okay I was yeah, about to say, peace and quiet I thought of peach and quiet I'm like oh like you pun like peach from Mario, Mario. Yeah, exactly yeah. it made it made sense peach all day it made sense to me like you know no so he just said peace and quiet you know just the old joke that women talk too much and sure it was lame not that funny mm. um but the oh, amount of hate yeah, that he got he it's completely just like mm. and it led to him. Um, and of course, there were some other things going on that I'm sure we still don't know the full story. But kind of funny, the rest of them kind of turned uh, disowned him. Yeah, a little bit. Like you know, he made the decision to leave on his own. I do think that that's true. Um, and since then, he he made political videos for a while. Um, they're like pretty informational. Pretty, you know, they're biased towards his opinion. But he he tries to remain 
objective, I, I think. Um, but anyway, he's got his right-wing beliefs, and they do show. Uh, so anyway, he is banned from PAX West. That took a long time to say that, but uh, without an explanation. Um, and I don't say, I guess he, he isn't banned, but his, his, he had a planned panel um, with his very successful uh, PlayStation-focused podcast called Sacred Symbols, him and his co-host, Chris Maldonado, who's another YouTuber. Um, so yeah, the, he didn't expect anybody to report on it. Um, Kotaku actually did write a story um, so I, I thought this was a little unfair the way that they took this quote. Um, fan base. So this is a quote from Chris Maldonado. Um, fan bases are inherently kind of obsessive, so I don't really believe our fan base is any more toxic than any other fan base I've encountered. Maldonado told Kotaku when asked about criticisms that his fan base can be toxic. Nevertheless, an example of the kind of climate that critics of the panel were discussing, a low-profile tweet celebrating the cancellation was quote tweeted by Maldonado, who has over 18... 180,000 Twitter followers and quickly met with people calling the original poster retarded, a dumb fuck, and the king of autism. Um, which, yeah, messed up, but you have 180,000 Twitter followers and you're going to like claim that just because a few people replied to your thread and you're going to feature it in this article, um, it's just, it's show, it's misconstruing them. Like, I honestly think that they're good guys. Um, I don't appreciate the fact that the show was canceled. People, especially people that went out the, out of their way to, to see them specifically, they're not offering any refunds. Uh, Colin's offering like 22 different, I think he said 22 different 55 day ref, 55 dollar refunds for the people that were going to see him out of his own pocket. Oh, that's awesome! I mean, because at Pax West, you're not only paying for you know you, you're going to see that one panel, but Pax West also has a you know bevy of other things you can go there for. So it's not like it does suck that your panel that you were going to go see got canceled. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, there, there are also other things at PAX you can do. But it does yeah, suck if you were going to see them specifically. Like yeah, that is totally. A Which, you know, probably a small s- subset that were going exclusively for them. No, for sure. But um, still, it's just shady. Like, the, the I don't like the, the, like, sort of gatekeeping that, that's going on. Uh, conventions, as, yeah. That's, that's a big thing now. I mean, certain people, I mean, I think some of the venues do it, like the PAX West for this. I mean, there's other places like PAX East have done it. I think it's one to avoid any controversy or any, uh, you know, kind of debacle or like, you know, bad event that could happen mm-hmm. at the panel. Like maybe someone decides to just be a real asshole and like start, you know, throwing stuff or, you know, be a real big dick to one of the guys on the panel and that becomes a whole thing. I think part of it is just to like, nip it in the bud, mm-hmm. so to speak. Like, they really just want to douse the fire before it even gets going. And, you know, I'm not saying that they have to have – allow anybody to have a panel that's popular. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with, like, if if that's not – if they have views that you find highly offensive or something that you think is just going to cause more controversy than it's worth, it's your right as a venue to not let them be there. But mm-hmm. that's not Colin, dude. Like, he is seriously – like, he is – Measured, he like encourages people to be nice to each other on his shows a lot. Um, like he said, he's just he really does get a bad rap, and it's uh, it just goes to show you really have to be careful with what you say because people can take it you know eight ways from Sunday. They, true, you can be strewn out and taken a whole bunch of different ways nowadays. It sucks. You have to really, really be careful about what you say because it's you know you could be saying one thing and people you know will take it one way because they know you're taking you're saying it how you mean it or how they want you to take it and then you know 25 other people who are like within earshot or watch you online could take it a whole other different way that you don't mean Mm -hmm. and it just sucks because everybody's so sensitive you know for a generation that grew up with like Family Guy and South Park I'm really surprised at how you know sensitive everybody is now about things like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think one of the biggest issues with this story was just about how Pax handled the entire thing mm-hmm. because he was approved for his panel and then was told to advertise and market and invite all of his following. And okay, then, yeah, that's... And horrible. then out of nowhere, sent him an email saying, sorry, you can't come anymore. Like, oh, like oh, a one-paragraph email with no explanation and saying, like, real dickishly, sorry for any inconvenience. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Very much. Hey, you just told me to go promote this to, like, a, I don't know, 100,000 people that follow me. You know, just now I got to go and be like, sorry. Yeah, it's embarrassing for Very. him. And he actually has been getting a lot of you know, support because of it, um, kind of. That's good. I hope, you know, it would turn out positive with that, but. Yeah, and I mean, I've been listening to him since Podcast Beyond, which is the, the PlayStation show on IGN, since, mm-hmm. like, a long time ago. Like, in 2015, this is kind of funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, so, I was going to send Colin and Greg these maracas, because <laughs> for, for five bucks, you could have, like, maracas made, and I was a big fan of the show, I had it. I had it wrote. It says Colin and Greg on them. It says Beyond on them. An exclamation point, which they always say. And then I found out they were leaving IGN, like as I was coming back and starting kind of funny. Uh, so they were leaving Beyond. Uh, I never got to send them to them. I, I like mentioned them in a tweet, and I have like seven followers or something. I like, just I you don't, should send it to them anyway. Now, yeah, like hey, just tell them the story. Be like I wrote. I got these guys. I got these for you when you were in Beyond, and you left IGN. So I was like, I held on to them, but now I want you guys to have them. Yeah, well, they're not like even friends anymore, so. Ooh. I know that's a sad. Did you get both of their names on each? Uh, like, <laughs> Would you like send one, one to one? Yeah. yeah, they're no, they're both on each. Okay. Uh, well, maybe yeah. like take a marker and scribble out the other one's name, <laughs> and like. Nah, I don't know. Maybe like, <laughs> I could paint it for you. Yeah, Wiley, who, uh, who uh, you like uh, better? <laughs> send it to both individually. I could send it to one and just like say it's from the other one and get them back together. You could. <laughs> you could be behind the music, except behind the gaming. Uh, that'd be funny. Friendship maracas. All right, <laughs> do it. So do it, do it. Moving Friendship. on from that. Moving on from that. Some who who added this story? Oh, the Zelda story. Yeah, uh, this uh, Genshin Impact story. Yeah, you want to? You know, that that. you? Uh, yeah, I can talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so apparently, um, where was this at? At the China Joy Gaming Expo, um, tons of Zelda fans protested over a very similar looking Chinese game for PlayStation called Genshin Impact. Um, it was being called basically the anime Zelda. Um, there's tons of photos being shown, uh, people flipping off the, the booth where this new Genshin Impact game was being displayed. Um, and I guess even despite all the protesting, it was still like one of the most popular booths at this um, expo. In China? In China, hmm. yep. Um, what's, okay, and I guess Genshin like... Impact. What's that? Sorry, I was just reminding myself what it was called. Um, so yeah, people are like saying that they have allegedly just copied Breath of the Wild, um, and I mean, I saw some screenshots and some videos that like we were looking at earlier, mm-hmm. and the art style is very similar. Some of the like enemy designs are very similar. Like the animations were like gliding, swimming. The environment and, looked exactly uh, like how the field does. It is very similar. Um, which was really weird to see. So are we so seeing guess, a lawsuit coming soon? I think we'll probably be seeing a lot more change in the delay. Yeah, I don't know. In, in the reveal trailer, it said spring 2020. But I think if things get like blown up with it or this becomes more in the spotlight, I think Nintendo might even try to go in and be like, hey, you know, we got something like that. It's called Legend of Zelda. Don't know if you've heard of it. But uh, you can glide, too, and you're not an anime girl. You look like an anime girl, but you're not a girl. There's a whole, there's a whole cross-dressing mission, but whatever. Yeah, but, that was bad. 
It's, yeah, it's it, but the environment looks exactly like right when you get out like on the Great Plateau, like by the Temple of Time. Like the yeah. screenshot that or the video we watched from there looks exa- the environment looks the same. Characters are yeah. a little different. And enemies more so. There's like goblins, things that look like bokoblins. The robot you fight looks like a, a guardian, but on two legs and like a bigger robot. The gliding animation I think is almost like the exact same. It's very very similar. But it looked like they had some special like uh, attack techniques where it was like a cutscene type of like attack or whatever. Yeah, like a big like, air like area. A special attack. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Like the character designs look different. Like it's all you know, anime girl, so it's different. But I mean, other than that, it looked very similar to the environments. But the so you're you're cool. picking it up day one then? I oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> I'm gonna pre-order right now. Actually, I'm gonna right after the podcast. I'm head down to GameStop. Is Zelda on the PlayStation? Why not? Yeah, <laughs> might as well. Hey, there is that it. one game that uh, is on Switch that's also super super influent. It's like. It's linked to the past inspired, so maybe it comes off as like, oh, lots of people have done that, but it's called Blossom Tales, I think. Hmm. It sold 20 times as much on Switch than it did on Steam, so it got that like Nintendo bump because it was so similar to Link Blossom to the Past. Tales. Oh. Yeah. Wasn't that, that's not that other game that was at E3 with like the Fox or whatever that was like a Link, a Link to the Past, like Zelda type looking game. No, that's uh. not. I don't think so. Um, I, I hope I'm called. not remembering the name of the game wrong. Um, I can't remember what that other game was called, though. But you know what game I'm talking about with the, the fox with the sword. Oh, Ori? Um, no. No, I can't remember what it was called. Mm. But it was hyped, hyped up a lot. And there's another very... There's a Wind Waker clone called Oceanhorn that's on all oh, systems. Yeah. Uh, that takes a lot from Wind Waker, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be pretty good. Uh, it's 15 bucks, I think. Uh, oh. But guys, it's been a long one. I, I think anyway. Sometimes I usually get the episode lengths wrong. But we um, do a lot of stuff. We had, yeah. we had our we had our highs. We had our lows. We got pretty deep for a while. It was mm-hmm. emotional. And uh, so again, thanks for watching. Does anybody have anything else they want to say? Now's the no. time. Forever hold your peace. This is the last time it's going to be episode fourteen. Unless we decide to do seasons instead of like episode 300 and something. Well, it's still going to be a number episode. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like higher up. No, so you're saying we could have season two, episode 14. I guess it's possible. No, I, I don't like that. I want to keep on growing that number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bumping up those yeah, numbers. Same here. Rookie uh, numbers. Uh, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> what if we get a new. <laughs> up, 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 up. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. We'll anyway. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Uh, like, Ooh. share, subscribe, please. Um, leave us a review on iTunes uh, or on Podcast Addict or on Where YouTube wherever YouTube. you consume us. Remember those questions for next week? Yes, please. Questions next week. For our mail Anthony, back. sing us out. Indiana Thanks for watching the Level With You show. Goodbye. Hit him without trying to. <laughs> <laughs>